podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, everybody. How is everyone doing today? We are in December. (laughs) There can sometimes be a lot of high emotions that can happen during the holiday season when things don't go as planned, when you're trying to make plans with family and friends and Christmas parties and expectations and all the things Emotions can sometimes run high, especially when things just don't go as planned. And today we are going to be talking all about feelings because (laughs) it is the season for a lot of feelings. And also, I just feel like it's so important for things we'll talk about today. But emotions are essential and at least how we deal with emotions when it comes for our capacity to like receive pleasure and to experience pleasure and I just believe that there's so much misinformation out there about emotions and feelings and what we're supposed to do with them and what they look like and don't look like and I really just wanted to take a full episode to go into emotions because they can either keep you from having sex where you're not having sex at all, they can actually prevent you from accessing the most delicious pleasure, and it can really just either make or break your entire experience of life. I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. Feelings are really, really important. We are emotional beings after all. So first off, let's just talk about where feelings and emotions come from, right? The brain, duh. But more specifically, they come from what we are thinking, whether that is conscious thoughts or thoughts that are more in the background that are triggered by like past or learned experiences. And feelings are these physical expression of our thoughts, of our beliefs, right? Your perspective will will like create a physical response in the body. It's a felt sense. And that, that's what we typically label as emotions. Like if you're feeling sad, you will notice it in your body. Perhaps there will be that feeling that there's like a lump in your throat or a squeezing in your chest. You may feel that like pressure behind your eyes, like if they have that watery feeling to them. And our emotions speak to us in the form of sensations. So when you think about feeling pleasure in your body, you can see how emotions and physical pleasure are so closely related because they're both felt senses. They are your body speaking to you through the senses, through sensation. When I ask my clients about emotions or whether or not they felt something, meaning whether or not they've like actually processed those emotions, there's often like, yeah, 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 like I yelled or I cried and stuff. But that's not the whole story. And it's not what I really mean when I'm talking about like, did you feel that? Did you process that? Right? There's so much more to that. And so in this episode, I want to do a couple of key things here. One, I want to talk about how emotions are created by our thinking and then how can we meet them and actually process them and then 
how we often go wrong with emotions, like how they can be ignored or how we might, you know, actually prevent us from feeling pleasure by just kind of the tone and the way that we approach it. And alternatively, when we practice feeling how that allows us to get closer to pleasure and by just practicing feeling and getting into our bodies. Okay, so first, how are emotions created? So as I mentioned before, emotions are created by a thought or a belief in the brain. Now, common language makes it really confusing, just the way that we talk about emotions, because you're much more likely to blame someone or something for how you feel, right? Like, oh my God, you're making me so mad. Or this weekend, for instance, I my car got towed and I was standing in the rain with my daughter for a very long time. And I might just say like how this situation made me super frustrated and super upset, like by this event, by my car being towed. So when you go by just like language, it appears that emotions are created by things outside of us, like outside of you, outside of me, that something out there happens and then I have an emotion. But really what's happening is something is happening out there, right? Which is going to trigger neural cells and then those release neurotransmitters and then a group of neurons is gonna start firing together and that's gonna create a thought. And basically something out there combined with your own learned experiences will create thoughts about the event or about the person that you're meeting or about what that person said and that's going to make you feel a certain way. So for many of us, we actually don't really want to come to grips with reality that it's our thinking that creates how we feel because it's just easier to like blame circumstances, blame people, blame other people's reactions and responses versus taking responsibility, right? Because again, it's not out there. It's how we perceive out there. It is our brain, our mind's interpretation of what's going on around us or quote unquote to us that is going to make us feel a particular way. We're going to have a thought about it. And a lot of times these thoughts happen so quickly, we don't have awareness around what the actual thought is or the belief. So that's why a lot of people think it's like, oh, there's this thing out there that's happening, or you said this, or he said this to me, and I was so pissed off, right? And you don't even realize that there is a you know, millisecond or two in there when let's say he said something and then your brain is like, he shouldn't have said that to me. He's disrespectful. He doesn't love me, whatever the thought is. And that's what creates the emotion. That thought in your brain is what makes you feel a particular way. So this is what's happening. So really, if you want to get technical, you could control all of your emotions by controlling your mind. I mean, theoretically speaking, but, and this is a big but, that is very, very difficult because we are human beings and we don't have 
full awareness of everything we're thinking at any given time. This is like what is required of us is that we would have to be aware of that millisecond in between of exactly our thought, right? We'd have to take pause before we reacted with emotion to see what we were thinking, to be able to shift our thoughts, to be able to then shift how we feel. And for many of us, we don't have that skill or we're just beginning to develop that skill so that we can refocus our attention. So the skill of observation, that is, again, noticing not just how you feel, but then the thought that created that feeling is not easy. This is not something that we're trained to do. We have to practice it on purpose and it takes a lot of time and over time you'll get better at it. But you have to practice being the observer. You have to practice the noticing. You have to really refine your skill of being super on to your brain and aware of the kind of things going on in there before you can even start to shift anything. So I work with a lot of coaches and healers and super smart and like ambitious women, right? And they say this is the part that they don't often understand. Like, how is it if I'm aware of the thought and I know my thoughts create my feelings (laughs) that's causing this, am I not automatically just able to switch them and feel better? And this is such a great question because it seems like it would be so easy, And again, first it comes down to developing the skill, like really developing the skill. Like many people, they're like, just because they're cognitively aware or they have the understanding that thoughts create their feelings, they think that the understanding of this concept equates to awareness. And it doesn't. Awareness takes a really long time, especially being aware of exactly what you're thinking unless you're practicing it consistently, constantly, all the time. But what we also don't realize or what we seem to forget is how effective the brain is at efficiency. You guys, it's like so hard to think in a new way and with new thoughts. I mean, logically, we can understand neuroplasticity, right? That's that ability for the mind to rewire and believe new things. But actually doing it and putting it into practice isn't easy, Imagine it this way, right? I've talked before about like grooves in a road. And like if you've had a thought for a really long time, it's like this like path gets really worn. It's like an actual rut or a groove in the road. Now think about if you had to actually hand dig that rut, right? So if you're trying to create a new thought or a belief, that's going to take a lot of effort to dig out that rut in the road. And at the same time, imagine yourself having to fill the other rut as you're digging the new one. That takes some time. It takes a lot of effort. (laughs) That is why it's not so easy for us just to go from thinking something that's creating an uncomfortable emotion to just like, you know what, I'm going to think this new thought, it makes me feel better. And you can just quickly jump into this new one, because you haven't established the foundation, you haven't like dug that new rut, and you haven't also filled in the old one. So the old one is still the path of least resistance. It is still the easiest one for the brain to access and it's going to keep going down that right that's just the automatic and then the practice is becoming mindful of when you're doing that and starting to switch but again what I really want to reiterate here is this isn't an easy thing to do it's not just easy to think something else just in order to feel better it takes time it takes practice 
So be kind to yourself, okay? (laughs) So the other reason you don't just automatically feel better is because emotions just don't go away because you stop thinking something, right? So emotions can actually live in the body. And what I mean by this is when you have these sensations, those feelings associated with like a thought or the belief, they don't just evaporate, especially when they're negative emotions, usually because we don't process them and we haven't actually stopped thinking the thing. So imagine this scenario. Imagine that in the morning you look in the sink and you see that your partner has left some dishes in the sink and you're like, Oh, why does he always do that? Like he doesn't even help out. He doesn't respect my time. Doesn't he know I have a million things to do? And these thoughts that you're thinking when you see the dishes in the sink are going to probably make you feel frustrated or angry. The dishes in the sink are just what you see. Even him leaving there isn't making you angry. It is what are you are thinking about him leaving there that is making you angry right? Alternatively, you may think, oh, here are these dishes. He must have been so busy this morning. Oh, that sweet man. I know he's been working so hard. Or you might just not have any thoughts about the dishes and just put them in the dishwasher. Now that line of thinking is going to produce a much different feeling, right? Like that's either going to be more of a neutral feeling or perhaps empathy or love or connection for your partner. Now, let's say it was the former. Let's say that you were thinking the thoughts how he doesn't respect you and you have to do everything and you're holding all of the weight of all the to-dos and the emotional weight of the family and you're feeling angry and frustrated and resentful. If you stay in your head throughout the day, I mean, by like keep stewing on it and thinking about it and finding all the ways he's been doing you know, or lack of doing lately and not caring about you or helping out or whatever the story is, right? Then you're feeding that emotion. You're re-triggering it every single time. It is there and it's likely getting a lot worse, right? And by the time your partner gets home or walks through the door, you're going to take action from this emotion. You may give them the cold shoulder. You may give them like short one-word answers because anger is in the body and it's been kind of festering there all day and it makes you feel tense and hot in the face and then you act from that. Now let's look at one more scenario here. Let's say, remember all of this is just dishes in the sink, right? So many different ways it can go. Now let's look at one more scenario and let's say that instead of thinking about it all day, You instead distract yourself. You go on a walk, you play with your kids, you dive into your business, and you just make yourself feel better because you're thinking about other things. You're doing other productive things. You're getting excited about what you're creating. You're being present with your children. You're having gratitude for, you know, the flowers outside and the fresh air that you're able to breathe. And this seems like a normal thing, right? Like it seems productive and it seems good. And you just kind of ignore that frustration and your anger. You pretend that it wasn't really there. You pretend that it's not a thing. But then it happens again. And he forgets to go to the grocery store. And you're frustrated again. And then you ask him to help out with the kiddos and he can't. And you get a little bit frustrated again. And now that frustration and that anger begins to add up. It compounds to other times. And each time you feel a little more and more frustrated, that is because the initial feeling never actually went away. It just sat there. It wasn't even digested. 
Instead of processing, think of emotions, especially those uncomfortable ones like food. You eat it, but it doesn't get digested. It just sits there in your stomach. And if you eat it again, it layers up and you may distract yourself from feeling full by, you know, drinking some wine or watching some Netflix or doing other things in your life. But eventually, if you keep eating these negative emotions, it's going to become so intense that you can't deny it anymore and you feel like you're going to just throw up because you never digested it. You never pressed the pause button and allowed yourself to process the things that you were feeling, the things that were bothering you. Now, if you think about pleasure, we want pleasure, but how the hell is there room for anything when your belly is so full of shitty emotions? It's like you ate a cake of shit and it's just sitting there like a brick in your stomach and now it's working its way all the way up your esophagus and you're like, where's my pleasure? Where's my joy? Well, sweetheart, there's no room. <laughs> there's no room for that because you've been cluttered up with all this other junk that you've been denying yourself and not allowing yourself to actually feel. So not only are you cluttered with all these pesky emotions you don't want to feel for so long, but you, now you've also trained your body not to feel. When they come up, you're like, nope, I ain't got time for you. And do you begin to like deny what it is you're feeling. You deny these the emotions. That is like you're, you're disassociating from the sensations in your body. And you literally train yourself not to feel. Now, this isn't done consciously. It's not like you're like, yep, I don't want to feel. This sucks. I don't really want to do this. It's not like you're doing that, right? You're, you're, doing this on the subconscious level. Your brain is doing it to protect itself. It gets really, really afraid of intense emotions. And it's like, I don't want to feel those. So when you hear this, I don't want you to take this away and be like, oh my God, if I've been doing this, I'm not letting myself feel. No, that's not what's happening. <laughs> this is just what your brain is doing. And so many women wonder why they have such a hard time feeling pleasure which is a physical sensation and also why they don't feel so much joy in general. And it's literally because your brain has been doing its best to protect you for so long and it's worked so long at not feeling. And now you're like, yeah, but I want to feel. I want to experience life. I want to feel pleasure and I'm okay with feeling pain. Your brain has just trained it to do otherwise. It's trained itself to operate from a place of efficiency and autopilot and not actually feeling the feels. And it isn't your fault. We haven't been taught how to feel and we have really hadn't had that many teachers. And when, when you're younger, when you actually have been instructed towards dissociation, like when you think about it, right, it's like the type of things we hear is get over it or settle down or simmer down or get in a better mood or this is nothing to cry about, you know, just knock it off, right? So we're really taught from a young age to not feel. And for a lot of children, it wasn't safe to feel. You know, there was trauma and there was other things and it was, they had to put on the best front, right? And this might be you. And so it's part of the human experience to have emotions and avoid feeling them. Emotions are part of being human and then not feeling these emotions is just as much a part of being human. 
And when you think about it too, as women, there's so much negativity associated with being quote unquote emotional, right? We're told that it's a bad thing. We're told that being an emotional woman is a bad thing. There's no place for it. If you want to be a leader, if you want to, you know, make money, if you want to be in the business world, if you want to start a business and create a successful business, then you better take control of your emotions, right? But taking quote unquote control of our emotions is basically like, just don't have them, sweetie. There's no place for those here, right? And this message gets passed down from generation to generation to generation. So yeah, my friends, we don't feel a lot. We haven't learned and it was keeping us safe for a while, but now it doesn't serve us. It actually keeps us small. It actually keeps us from being able to do big, scary things because we're really afraid of the emotions that might come from it. And not to mention just the risks that we might take. Like, it's also keeping us from feeling the pleasure that's available to us. Because when you have trained yourself to not feel and you have done this, consciously or not, You're also training yourself to not be in your body and feel the good things that your body has to offer you. So the first step in all of this feeling mumbo jumbo is to become aware of what you're actually feeling. Like we want to become the observer of the emotion. Just like I've taught you guys how to start becoming the observer of your thoughts and of your mind, what we want to do here is become the observer of the sensations of the feelings itself. This is something that I help my clients do all of the time. It might sound easy, but in practice, it's not really that easy. And it's not just when they're in the thick of it either, but all of the time. So really training yourself to ask yourself, what am I feeling? Multiple times a day is going to serve you wonderfully. And it's interesting because it's actually easiest to notice your feeling when it's the most intense, but this tends to us to like trigger that fear kind of anxiousness, right? Like if we're feeling like a lot of grief or sadness or that feeling of rejection or jealousy, like we don't really want to go in because it feels so uncomfortable and the brain's like freak out mode, like, no, 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 I don't want to feel that, right? But it's the one that we notice the most are these big intense motions, because it's blaring. It's like the super loud noise. So what you want to do is to acknowledge it and internally give yourself permission to feel it. I personally like to just talk to my emotion with understanding. Like, hey, I see you. You know, you're welcome here. I think this is a really, really important step that almost everyone leaves out, even very well-trained coaches out there, right? They approach the processing emotion more like, oh, great, here we go again. Here I am feeling all this negative emotions. Well, let me get started. What do I need to do? I need to pay attention to it. But there's this subtext of like, I need to get rid of this. Like, I don't really want you around. I don't really want to feel this. This isn't a good emotion to feel. And so it's like the tone and the way that you approach it is with the agenda of kicking it out, of getting rid of it. And that's not how we want to start. 
We want to start with compassion. We want to start with understanding. We start with noticing and we start with allowing. It isn't like, fuck you again, jealousy or rejection or fear. <laughs> like, where's the Advil to take care of this one? It's like, oh, hey, I was kind of expecting you. It's totally fine. Come on in. Come on in. Take your boots off. Take your raincoat on. We can sit for a while. Like you give yourself, you give your emotion space to be, to exist. After all, it's part of you and all parts of you are welcome. It is all welcome. You can learn just to be with the emotion. Now, The trouble is because you are smart and are now understanding that emotion is caused by thought, the natural tendency may be to analyze why it is there. Like you may open the door and be like, hey, come on in. But then you might be like, so where are you coming from? (laughs) Right? This is a very tricky little inquiry. And this is where we just need to pause because there is plenty of time for analytics later. But when you're processing the emotion, when you're being with emotion, let all of your attention and your awareness just be with the emotion itself. That is, be with the sensations you're noticing and not with the story in your head that caused them. Again, like I said, there's plenty of time for analytics and inquiry later, but when a big emotion first comes up, and even not a big one, just an emotion in general, just see it, right? And so every time you go back to the mind and wonder why it's there, or how did I create this, or what thought did this, you can really get stuck in this trap of the mind, and you won't actually process it right? It's just going to keep staying there. And sometimes it can actually trigger the emotion again, making the the emotion and that feeling bigger and stay in the body longer. So when you become aware of the emotion, you may notice what it is. You may notice like sadness or anger, fear, frustration, rejection, whatever. But it's important to note here, we're not trying to find the label. It's great if you can label it, but if you don't, Don't stress out. It's not important. Again, you stressing out about what to name it or you stressing out about where it came from is really just another avoidance of being with the emotion. So really the step at this point, once you notice it's there, is to get super duper curious. So you begin with the noticing, then you welcome it in with compassion, and then you allow curiosity. And I mean like super duper curious about the emotion itself. Not curious where it came from again, just curious about what is here. What do you notice? Where do you notice it in the body? What does it feel like? What sensations do you notice? Like imagine if you were having a conversation with an alien, which I like to do because aliens might not know a lot about humans. So I'm here to let you know. And I'm sitting down with a cup of tea and I'm trying to explain sadness. And you can see it's like this alien's like, there's blah, 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 blah. There's tears coming down your face. (laughs) And you're like, 
like, what are you experiencing? I'm not going to tell them this whole thing about like how sadness was created or why it's there. I'm going to try and explain to my, you know, visitor from another universe what I'm experiencing. How would I describe it? How would I describe what's going on in my body when I'm experiencing sadness? Would I describe where exactly it's at? How it's moving? Is it getting bigger? Is it getting smaller? Like imagine you're taking somebody on a ride in your body and you're painting a picture for them exactly what the experience is like. That's the kind of detail to experience I want you to practice and the level of curiosity that's going to allow you to continue to stay with the emotion, to be with it. And the longer you stay with it, you'll notice it's going to shift. And when it's ready, it's going to let go of you. Emotions are not something everyone's like, oh, I'm just going to let that shit go. No, we actually don't let it go. It lets go of us. When it's time, when it's ready, and when we've given it proper care and love and attention. So like I said at the beginning, as you get curious and you can begin to be with the emotion, the tendency is also going to be try to leave or alleviate yourself somehow of this feeling. And I get it. It might be uncomfortable, but you're not meeting the emotion to get rid of it. You're meeting it to see it, to allow it, to soften into it, to watch it, to be right along its side. And then you just stay there. You follow it through the body. You notice how it moves and changes shapes, changes sensation, whatever. That is how you actually be with and process emotions, my friends. And as you learn how to do this more and more, what you're doing is feeling. And on top of feeling, you're teaching your brain that the body and you being in the body and feeling what the body has to offer is not something to avoid or to be afraid of. And as you get better at doing this, you will feel safer and safer and safer being in your body, which then opens you up to the possibility of being in your body. Guess what? Drum roll, folks during sex hello so fun and then you're not escaping or avoiding or being in your mind but you're being present and open aware of all those yummy delicious sensations that are there because your mind isn't like oh we're going into the body oh yeah I learned that I needed to get out of this the minute that we start going in I'm just gonna get out Now you're practicing being in your body, even for things that are a little scary, even for uncomfortable sensations. So when you're doing that and you're opening up to pleasure, the tendency isn't just to jump ship and get out and go to your grocery list in your head. It's to be there, to follow pleasure, to watch it grow, to watch it shrink, to watch it move through your body, and then to follow it as it takes you to an amazing pinnacle of pleasure. And that is some ingredients from some damn good sex. (laughs) So of course there's discomfort with being and feeling emotions. So it has to be this intentional practice on your part to do it. Otherwise the brain's just going to keep avoiding this feeling business and the results aren't pleasurable. 
I'm excited for you guys to learn how to do this. It's really a game changer. It's amazing. It's going to make your life richer in all of the ways. So much more colorful. And the easy ones, the easy emotions, that is, the neutral ones, the harder ones, the beautiful and the pleasure ones, all of those get to be part of your experience. So again, thank you for joining me today on It's My Pleasure. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to bring this episode to you, talking all about feeling the feelings. And I hope as you begin your own journey of feeling the feelings, you're gonna be able to have this richer, colorful, more pleasurable life. And I'd like to also take this chance to remind you guys to please consider writing a review, rating and writing a review on Apple Tunes. It makes such a difference for me to be able to get amazing guest on there for me to be able to continue to produce this. It really makes all the difference in the world. And I love hearing from you. And I love seeing what you have to say about the podcast. Have a wonderful day and I will chat with you next week. Bye.